Hi there, and welcome to the Grief and Rebirth Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Barnhart, along with author and trauma survivor, Irene Weinberg. We're here to encourage you wherever you are on your healing journey. In each episode, we will chat with incredible grief and trauma specialists, healers, mediums, and celebs, as well as remarkable people who have inspiring healing stories to share. If you're looking for a podcast that's both uplifting and inspiring, you found us. Let us help you find your joy in life. Well, hello out there, podcast world, and welcome to another fabulous um, episode of the Grief and Rebirth podcast. This is Stephanie, and I'm here with my favorite all-time co-host, Irene Weinberg. Hi, Irene. How are you doing? Hey, Steph, this is really exciting. And for this baby boomer um, co-host of yours, this new technology that we're trying is really cool. Yeah, um, we should tell our listeners. With our new, and I'm really excited today for a bunch of reasons. First of all, it's so heartwarming, the amazing feedback we've been getting about this podcast, how many people are finding it so helpful. And the other reason I'm excited is we have, as our first person in this new segment, an amazing woman who could be a poster child for grief and rebirth. She, Lorna Smith, is on a transformational journey that she believes she was destined for all along, single for the first time in over 32 years and starting her life over. Lorna's mission is to share how she bravely followed her intuition through heartbreak, grief, and fear to a place of authenticity, self-love, and truth. Lorna hopes her story can help others who think they can't start over or make a shift in their lives to follow their joy and find their voice. Lorna, so welcome. I can so relate to your story because I lived some of it earlier in my life, and I just can't wait for everyone to hear how wonderful you are and what your journey has been all all about. And I know it's going to help a lot of people. Yes. to another. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you both. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you. I love that we're both single to any lovely listening male <laughs> listeners out there. You know what? Absolutely. Okay. I'm like, hello. Yeah, right. See, we're not here because I'm in New York and you're in San Fran. So, yeah, I have something to say about that later in the podcast. Okay. Let's jump in. Um, thanks again for joining us today. We're glad to have you have you on the show. Thank you. My pleasure. Lorna, you had a spiritual awakening. Mm-hmm. And I'd love you to tell everybody about what that did for you and, and, and exactly what it led you to do. And um, what I really love about this, it's not only about a spiritual awakening, but it's a very grounded um, thing that happened to you in your life and something amazing happened to you. So. Let me mm-hmm. give you the floor. So you're starting with the spiritual awakening. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Let's start right off the bat with the most incredible thing that's ever happened to me in my life. Um, yeah, I was married for 32 years. And, you know, for the for the last, um, I don't know, uh, seven years or so, I started getting these strong signals from the universe that something wasn't right, that I was not and like that the relationship was not serving me anymore and my soul anymore. And I was losing myself in the relationship. I felt like I was losing myself in the relationship for a long time because I've, I've always been in relationships that felt 
dismissive, disrespectful, angry and mocking, and that belittled me. So um, in my childhood, that set me up to look for the man in my life that would allow me to keep trying to fix that opposite sex relationship that I was born into. And so that's where I found my husband in my life. And I fell madly in love with him because he was exactly what I needed. But in the last seven years or so in the marriage, I started getting all these messages. Now, I didn't know that these messages were my intuition because I was convinced that I had no intuition. But these were my intuition. And that's what I'm on a mission now is to help other women uh, recognize their intuition and follow their intuition and be able to make life choices that align with their soul. So you want me to get into the awakening? (laughs) Okay. So my husband, my ex-husband and I had um, decided to travel Mexico in our retirement together. And so we were in Mexico and I was always feeling very intimidated around his anger. And it always felt so oppressive to me, like I was shrinking and shrinking and shrinking in the presence of that. So one day I'm in Mexico and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and he's standing in front of me, standing over me. And there's this um, altercation going on, this um, this um, anger. And I just started feeling this intense energy rise up inside of my body. And I just started feeling like I was getting like something inside me was getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And this energy was so strong and it just started, I could feel it like a hot flash, just rising, rising, rising right above everything around me. It was like a movie. Everything around me started getting hazy and I started, um, my, my hearing, his voice started getting really muffled. And then all of a sudden, this rush just came right through me. And I felt this energetic shift in my body. And I felt my my soul shift, my spirit shift. It was a physical change. Wow. And he was standing over me. And, you know, one thing he would always say to me was, you know what? And I'll explain this a little bit more if we have time. He said, you know what? If you don't like who I am, why don't you just leave? If you don't like me, go, go. And so I see now that he was so unable to look at himself. It was so hard for him to do that, that he was trying to tell me what to do to save us both. And I wasn't listening. I was like, no, don't say that. You can't mean that. We've been married 25, 30 years. Don't say that. Let's just fix this. Let's, well, what do I need to do? I can change. What do I need to do to help? And so this time, When he was saying these words to me, instead of me saying that, this energy rushed through my body and there was this shift and I went, okay, oh my God, I'm leaving. Okay. And I said to him, okay, I will. I'll take you up on that. I'll go. And I figured out how I was going to leave Mexico and I I left. and. You know, after 32 years of marriage, it is so heartbreaking, but felt empowering at the same time. And this is this is where I know that spirit was stepping in because I was so heartbroken, but I felt empowered at the same time. So I knew that I was like two people. There were two parts of me moving forward at the um, same time. Where'd you guys go? So... Where did my Hello? husband and I go? Oh, um, 
Oh, you guys can't hear I me? I can. We're good. Oh, oh okay. Hello? I can go ahead? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're totally Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I can hear Irene. Um, so, yeah, it's so interesting how it was heartbreaking and empowering at the same time to feel led away from the one I loved for the sake of myself. Um, and seeing that, that we just weren't, you know, he just wasn't in a place to meet himself and not a, and I wasn't able to wait any longer. So I left not knowing where I was going to go, what I was going to do, what was going to happen to me after that. And I packed up and I, and I left Mexico. You know, I feel like I just had this conversation. I um, was just talking with a healer and she was telling me all about intuition too. And she's like, you know, you don't really pay attention to it and you have to trust your intuition and you have to listen to it and you have to trust yourself about it. I mean, so much so that we, we worked on this thing where it's, she calls it core belief systems. Mm -hmm. It was all about kind of restructuring your internal understanding to trust yourself and the beliefs that you have. And you have to say that. So I find it interesting, you know, that you even brought this up because I literally just talked to her about this like a couple days ago. And um, it was all about intuition and how we have to follow it. And it's so funny that you really just said that. And you're like, you have to, you know, believe in yourself and understand that that spirit actually, you know, it's in your gut. Like there's a reason you feel those. And that's what they say. That's why they say it's a gut feeling because I had intuition all along, all along, even early on in my marriage, but I thought I was crazy. Mm -hmm. I just thought I was never doing anything right to make things work. And, and so yeah. I just kept trying. Right. Like a lot of people, like you said, like just want to keep trying and like, I feel like that's why I've been really lucky to like meet Irene and everything and be kind of introduced to this kind of realm and industry of spirituality and kind of understanding myself more because we do like, that's where we get stuck. And I feel like I can, um, it was the same way with me. You know what I mean? Like I would be like, Oh, I don't believe this. But now that I have people like you and Irene and my healers to talk to, and they're like, no, trust your intuition, believe this, talk to spirit, ask for signs. And they're there. Yes. And you know what else is that I believe that um, every answer we ever need is inside of us. It's always inside of us that we never even have to ask anybody else for advice. And that self-connection is the most important thing to be able to get those answers anytime we want. And that's part of tapping into my intuition for me is that I wasn't doing that. I wasn't even paying attention to me. I was just paying attention to all the other people around me and trying to do what was right for them and giving my power over and giving myself over. And so now the universe stepped in. You know how they say that, that if you're not seeing what you're supposed to see, the universe will keep hitting you over the head until you get it. And that's how the universe did it. And ever since then, uh, I have just been so willing to step into the unknown. And I think that is such a huge thing is being able to step into the unknown and not be afraid of the unknown, following your heart and what your gut is telling you without knowing what's on the other side. That is courage. And that changes your life. Well, I find that pretty interesting too, because we, I had this conversation a while ago and it was like, you know, your life path, right? And we all have our own purpose and our life paths. And if you're not on the right one, spirit will kick you back to it. And you may not 
at the time like it, you know, like I know there's, and I look back at my life and I was like, oh my God, I remember when these really horrible things were happening in my life. And I was like, why is this happening to me? I can't believe I have to do this. But, you know, looking back even on the situations now, you know, reflecting three, four, five years ago, you look back and you're like, I see why that happened. And because of that, it put me on the right path. And now things are way better. And I feel like that's part of the understanding, right? Is like trusting your instincts and your judgments to know that and you may not think like, you know, like nobody wants to get divorced, right? But if your gut's telling you that, like there's a reason. Now you know that it was the right decision, but it's hard to really accept that. And, you know, I think that's the part, right? The fear, the courage to understand that you do have the power to be better on your life path and you've got to just kind of, I don't know, go with, go with it, right? <laughs> And more of what, you, of what you're saying just now is not only pay attention to the instincts about that, but knowing that every person in your life is planned. They're meant to be there. I totally believe that I was brought up in the family that I was brought up um, and in the marriage, the type of marriage that I was brought up in to help me. I believe that my ex-husband was the greatest teacher in my life and that everything is happening. Like you say, you know, nobody wants to get divorced. But I believe that since I wasn't seeing that for myself, the universe was leading me to what my soul needed. And I trust that now. Now I trust that everything that happens, whether good or bad, is supposed to happen in my life to help me. I believe that every person and everything in my life is here to help me. I couldn't agree with you more, Lorna. I had the same exact experience. And I think some, something that happens with people, sometimes you're in a relationship with someone and you just outgrow them. You are, you yes. are, you are more open. Things are happening. Yeah. You're clinging to the past in your own ways and they're not willing to grow and change um, yeah. with you. So now I've seen a yeah. lot of marriages that sort of grow stale and one partner outgrows the other. And because of habit or money or whatever, people are just afraid to leave. And they yeah. are so unhappy. Uh, but but it's but it's the path. I believe it's the path. I believe I used to believe that married till you right. die. And now I believe that we're supposed to be with certain people for a purpose for a certain length of time. And I just have such I feel such ease and flow around that now. Now that I've done so much healing on myself, I just am so in a place of calm about anything that goes on with me. As long as I connect with myself. And go through the healing processes that I've been going through. Um, yeah, I'm just seeing that everything is the way I it should couldn't be. agree with you more. I mean, I, I, the same thing happened with me with my first marriage. And then the other person yeah. on the other side of the equation has a choice. They can do their healing work also, brought about by what's gone on between you or stay where they are. But you're going on and you're growing and you're doing your thing, which is really important and helping other people in your world. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Share with people your healing process and um, give us a good example of um, someone who's really been helped by what you're doing. Well, uh, one of the healing processes that I feel like is really important is getting support around you because there is so much support. And that's how I was introduced to the healing, the daily healing rituals that I do now is by reaching out for support. And Irene, you say that people are scared to move out of a relationship if that's what they feel called to do. 
I think people are afraid to reach out for support too, because they feel like there's not, they would be so astonished to see how many people out there are in the same position that they are and are just wanting to give support because that's the purpose of being in the situation that I we are, that is to be able to join I together. I call that forming a wagon train and you need to drive around you to help you get through. People think they have to be islands, but they don't. And, and when you reach out for support, the universe steps up and puts it right in front of your face sometimes. And that's exactly what happened to me. A couple of synchronicities that happened were, I couldn't ignore them. They were so profound. And they led me to the people that I needed to go wow. to. Could you talk about your yeah. healing in a way so that people can understand what that was like for you and, and how um, you paid it forward with other people? Yeah. So one of the support groups that I belong to, I had the great uh, opportunity and just pleasure to be mentors for other women who are going through the same thing that I was going through. And so I was a sponsor in these groups. So that has been one of the greatest joys of my life is to be able to sponsor women who we meet every week and we go through certain steps that I've developed and that I've learned from these support groups to um, it's a step-by-step process to help them get more in touch with themselves and put the focus on themselves. Because a lot of us who are in this, this kind of a situation are so used to focusing on everyone around us who has the problem and that's how we lose ourselves. So yeah, I've been a support for other women for eight or nine years now. And that has been one of my greatest That's joys. That's amazing. So women yeah. contact you now. Can women do this with you from a distance as opposed to- Yeah, absolutely. They can, they can go on my website, aheartbasedlife.com. And there is a, a part of it that's, uh, there's a tab called work, work with me. And I can work with people via, via the internet, via Zoom, videos. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Can you have, a, you have um, any- Someone in particular in your mind who really changed your life? Um, really? um, yeah, absolutely. There was one um, person that I am thinking of in particular who was um, in a marriage that and she felt she had no voice. She felt like she was stifled and that she had all this joy inside of her, but she kept choosing people that squashed her spirit, that wanted to squash her spirit. And she thought she was doing something wrong. Like she was convinced that she should not be expressing herself and expressing her joy, but that was wrong of her to do. But through our work together, uh, we were able to see that it was, it was her husband who was just afraid of her joy because he was, he was threatened by that. And so that's why people try to squash other people's joy sometimes because it's intimidating to them. And it's, it, then other people feel like they have to come down to the level of the other person instead of living in their joy. So from working together, she has learned to focus on herself. And the big thing about that is that you're not focusing on yourself to change the relationship. You're focusing on yourself to get more aligned with what your soul wants and raise your own vibration. And that raises everyone's vibration around you. And in her situation, what happened was she got so in touch with herself that, that her whole demeanor changed and he started rising up with her instead of her lowering herself with him. And now I don't know whether she's going to stay or go or anything, 
but she's not in a, in a space where she feels like she has to make that decision right now because the relationship has gotten to such a point where it is, it is doable and they're at a place where they can see what they can do together. Yeah. I like, I think right now too, like what you're saying too is it's important because I feel like there's this shift in society, right? That's really kind of pushing for this and it's a more positive self nurturing type of mentality that people are more accepting these days, right? Like there's a lot of health and wellness going on there. And not that I agree. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there probably pushing a lot of things that probably aren't in just like your best interest, you know, but I mean, I just like the overall shift that everybody seems to want to kind of go back to that. Cause I feel like we're at the point, like it's a society where, you know, you know, it, it's like me, I'm a mom and Every day we still struggle with understanding like that we can't do it all. We're expected to do it all and we mm-hmm. think we have to do it all and we can't. And even when I know that I can't, I blame myself because I can't do more. You know what I mean? And you're right. Having that support tribe around me to say like, Stephanie, you are doing everything you can and you have to understand that that's enough. And I think that's really hard to, you know, sometimes grasp on your own. But now that like, you know, I said society's kind of pushing it more. There's a lot more options. You know what I mean? Like, this podcast, yeah. being able to connect with you, the fact that somebody here in New York, you know, who may know me and hears this podcast can now call you in California and get the help that they need. Whereas like this wasn't really available back in the day. That's you know right. What I mean? It's That's just right. like we have so much more opportunity to really take care of ourselves, but it's still our job to do it. We have to take that step. And I've had something and- to Lorna that... Found yeah. that when you make changes in your life, and Lorna, like you, so did I, um, the people in your life have a choice. They can either yeah. change themselves in reaction to what you're doing, and they can see that you're role modeling something, which is where they'd like to go, or they can t- try to keep you in their swamp. And that's when people have to make it, they, it, it's good for them to have to make a decision. Am I going to, with love, detach from this person, let them go? And keep moving forward and align with people who are more where I am now. Right. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, and when you make a choice for yourself, I believe it ends up being the right choice for everyone else because you're giving people a gift to have the choice to step up for themselves or not. But our responsibility to ourselves, I believe, is to make the choice that's right for us to be in that truth so that they have that that opportunity to make that choice and that to make our choice regardless of the outcome. And that's the tough thing, especially if there's other people involved. But yeah, other people end up rising up to to that. And you are really there to be a support network for them. I find more and more women are coming together. And I always say it's your girlfriends who get you through. Um, It would be nice if men did that for themselves too, I'm sure. But we need to support each other. And, but you know what? I'm seeing so many more men doing this self work. I have been in so many meditation retreats and so many self developmental workshops where men are there, compassionate, open hearted men. And Stephanie, you mentioned there's a shift. I also believe there's a shift in our society, in our planet right now, a shift to compassion and love. This is all about love. And if, if, if you're overwhelmed and you feel like you can't do it all, it's all about loving yourself 
enough to reach out for that support and reach out for every, there's everything around you. It's just people, it's all about coming back to love and truth. And the truth is, hey, I need help with this. I'm going to reach out and find someone else who's been in a marriage like I feel like I'm in right now, or I'm going to reach out to other women who feel like they can't do it all. Yeah, I agree. And I always laugh because I feel like, you know, in San Fran and New York, you know, we're kind of, we mimic each other a lot, but people laugh because they always say like, New Yorkers are in a bubble. Like we're always like in this, like, oh, this realm of things that don't really exist outside of. They say that about us too. It's a very different city. And like, I know that because I grew up in Pittsburgh and, you know, I live in New York and it is night and day compared, right? Like, but mm-hmm. I love that. I mean, I can tell you that, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I love raising my son in New York because as much as, you know, New Yorkers get this, uh, you know, persona of being angry and mean, anybody in the world would help him. Like, I feel like it's one of the safest cities. People always stand up for each other. I mean, yeah, we have our moments, but overall for the biggest city it is, I mean, I've never seen a more like loving, respecting type of people who will actually come in to help each other. Like if you've seen like those notes on the subways, you know what I mean? Like there was that time they've had like anti, um, like bad racial slurs and everything in the subway. And they'll put it in the news where like New Yorkers are just going in to race it. They'll clean it off. They don't stand for any of that crap. You know? Like, yeah. And you might have something here and there, but you'll never see that. Like no matter like all races, all ethnicities, all religions, everything. Nobody really cares. You don't see that in New York and male, female men are going to like these, uh, you know, meditation centers. Like you said, I a lot more yes. in there. like, and it's just, it's nice. Like, I feel like it is nice. I mean, like I said, I don't see it outside of New York as much, but it's just, it's a much more loving and compassionate, empathetic community in New York, yeah. especially among all of us locals. And I, I really like having my son kind of exposed to all. Of yeah. And you know what? We don't have to worry about the fact that it's not outside of New York. If we feel that way, that it's not outside because all we have to do is keep shining our light. All we have to do is stay in our vibration and it changes everything. It changes the vibration of the planet. And every, everybody just starts catching on and seeing it. So that's our responsibility is just to keep living in our truth. That's, that's amazing. Throwing. Fantastic. It definitely is. Mm-hmm. Lorna, it's time for us to hear your tip for joy. And this is such an amazing interview. Yep. We could talk to you for hours. Okay. Uh, but tell us about your, t- you're talking to all these people. You, you made okay. changes in your life. What's your tip for joy, girl? Okay, so you might fall over on this one, but my tip for joy is to sit in your pain and fears, to not to be able, not to be afraid to sit in your pains pains and fears. Sitting in meditation and sitting and allowing myself to just feel my own pain and fear has been the greatest joys of my life. Absolutely. Because I have realized that nothing is bigger than me. No pain I feel, no fear I feel. If I allow it to be there, all it wants to do is be there, be seen, be felt, and then it goes away. And I never knew that. I always thought, I I don't want to see this. I just don't even want to be around this. So So now every time I'm afraid of something or I feel fear or something comes up and I don't know how to deal with it, I can't wait to go sit down and just be with myself. And once you're yourself with it, then it it, um, transforms. 
Yes, it transcends. And so it gets, you know, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And sometimes you get to a point where you feel this pain, like the heartbreak of losing my marriage and the man I loved. I would just sit with it and, and I ask it, please just let me feel you fully. Just come in and let me feel you fully. And when I did that, it got stronger and stronger and stronger, but it would reach a certain point and then it would fall away. And then underneath that space is so much love and compassion and understanding for the whole process and the whole, our whole marriage. That's where I got so much love and compassion for the whole thing is letting this idea, but I'm the more logical person here. So I like, when you say like, like, Mm -hmm. what do you like? Give me some kind of like idea how long it takes you to kind of face that. Like, are you saying like, you know, sit for like five minutes a day, sit for one hour? Like how long do you, Yeah. Oh my God. Crying is the best thing in the world because crying means it's leaving. Crying means it's leaving you. It's so great. No, but you can sit with yourself for five minutes, 10 minutes. And you know, when people think meditation, it doesn't have to be like clearing your mind, clearing your thoughts. In fact, I don't meditate like that. I meditate to just be able to witness my thoughts. And so I sit and I put my hand on my heart because my hand and my heart have electrical energy and I want to pass what I'm giving out. I want to pass it to myself too. And so I just sit with my hand on my heart for five or 10 minutes. And sometimes I just think, I just think, let me feel this. Just show me what I need to know about this fear right now. And I just sit with it and let it be seen. And it gives me answers. It tells me the things I need to know. So here's the other thing I would say. I think a person should sit in their meditate or sit in their fear or whatever they do, feel the feelings, cry their eyes out, then get on the internet and find Lorna. And- yeah, I love it. Yes. In I fact, was say in do that. And I was like, no, because then you're going to Google always leads to like dying and death. Let's not do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I got to call Lorna. Do it. And you know what? On, on my website, aheartbasedlife.com, which we mentioned before, Um, The reason I started in the first place is because I just started writing to heal myself. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I wish I had this to read when I was trying to decide, do I stay? Do I go? What do I do? And so I just started a blog and I just started putting my journal writings out on a blog. And so it ends up it ended up being an actual um, description of how I went through everything. And it's a yeah. So that's on there, too. But um, can you give us links to that so that when we. Show this podcast, everybody can read that and share that also. Give you links to it, did you say? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. Yep. It's called aheartbasedlife.com. But um, when this is uh, ready to go, we can put links in there and everything. Yeah, that'll be in our show notes website. And we'll also Mm -hmm. tag all that on on our social so people can find you on there. And I want to say one more thing too. I'm a work in progress here and we all are. And I never, you know, we're never going to reach the end of our journey and work in progress. And I want to be an example of working it in progress, of walking it. Um, I don't have all the answers and I hope I never do have all the answers for life. I have the answers for me and what has allowed me to sit with, with my fear and pain and transformation and connect with myself. And that's what I want to share with other women is just finding that personal power and aligning with your soul through recognizing your own intuition. I love it. Fabulous. Well, thanks again for all joining us here. 
You're thank you. Thank you so much, Lorna. And uh, next time, uh, Irene, to be continued. To be continued, as always.